Star Wars 7x7 episode 2227. Today, another installment of What to Watch Now, and we're going to talk about Willow, the movie from 1988, directed by Ron Howard. There's a good reason why, and it has to do with something that's actually happening in development right now. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, Willow, of all things. First of all, if you're not familiar with Willow, it came out in 1988. According to the backstory, George Lucas approached Ron Howard about this during post-production for Cocoon, and it's an idea that he had back in the 70s, and based on Wikipedia, it turns out that there are you know, a lot of similarities between the story and the characters for A New Hope and for Willow, so you can kind of see how one influenced the other and vice versa and whatnot. If you're not familiar with Willow, here's just a brief little thing. A young farmer named Willow Ufgood is drawn away from his sheltered home to save Elora Dannon, a baby girl with a destiny, from the evil sorceress Queen Bavmorda, who would see her destroyed. Apparently it's been prophesied that this baby girl would overthrow the evil queen. Willow is aided by the disillusioned master swordsman Mad Mardigan, who has turned to a life of roguery after the fall of his kingdom to the evil queen, and the sorceress Finrazil, who has been turned into a muskrat by Bavmorda. They're initially thwarted, but later joined by the queen's daughter, Sorsha. And Willow himself is played by Warwick Davis. Yes, that Warwick Davis, Wicked W. Warwick, as well as many other characters beginning with the name W in a variety of Star Wars movies. Now, why am I talking about Willow on a Star Wars podcast? Well, as it turns out, there are connections between Willow and the Star Wars universe. For example, this Queen Bavmorda is actually you know, sort of similar in appearance and ability to a Night Sister, Night Sisters we were introduced to in the Clone Wars. Instead of using the Force, they use what is referred to as magic, which is discussed in Return of the Jedi, and is the word that's used to describe the abilities of the Night Sisters. It's not that they are actually directly using the Force in the same way that the Jedi and Sith are, but that they are very in tune with nature and it allows them to access the Force in a similar fashion. Also, in the episode Monster in the Clone Wars, Mother Talzin of the Night Sisters offers Count Dooku Blackroot, which is a drink that comes directly from Willow, and according to the gallery, the trivia gallery on the Star Wars website, it's a drink that will put hair on your chest, but you should never give it to an infant. But that's, you know, minor trivial stuff. Here is Clone Wars creator and Mandalorian executive producer Dave Filoni talking about particularly an episode of the Clone Wars and characters that appear in it and their connection to Willow. Star Wars is based on a lot of myth, mythic archetypes and, you know, in, in the kind of naive realm of even in the, the fairy world, the Red Riding Hood world, the Sleeping Beauty, the Cinderella's, there are these characters that are fairy-like and they seem to be a bit more magical than the rest of the world. And, and R2 and 3PO are the ones that can have contact with this world. I mean, in a different way of looking at it, Yoda would seem magical to Arch and 3PO also. Now you say, well, ha, but that's because he's a Force user. But Orphne is not the same as Yoda. She's probably very in touch with the Force, but she's not 
as like a Jedi. She's more into the kind of from the realm of the Mother Talzins, the magic users. There's ways to use the Force other than Sith and Jedi, but you're not really a Force wielder. You're just very in tune with nature and things come naturally. So some of her abilities that you see moving very quickly that Orphony does is just based on her physicality and the type of alien she is. And the way that she can turn seemingly into the little magic fairy ball, that's a little bit more of the kind of magic we see the Night Sisters using, but Orphony's more on the good side of it than the bad side of it. So in a way, it, it allows for even the world of Willow that George created, and you see some of the magic users there, the brownies and whatnot, is kind of inclusive in a way with the Star Wars universe to me, in that it's all part of the Lucas universe. There you have it, Dave Filoni on Willow and its connection to the Star Wars galaxy. You know, obviously that doesn't make it officially canon, but if it's in Dave Filoni's head canon, then I think that's pretty significant. But there's another reason, a more contemporary reason, why it's significant as well, and I will get to that in just a second. I do just want to give a shout out to everyone who supports the show on Patreon.com. That's at Patreon.com slash SW7X7. It takes a lot to produce a daily podcast, as you might imagine, and I've done it for six years and change now and that's in no small part thanks to the wonderful people who have supported the show sometimes for just a month sometimes for five or more years in some cases and I'm so grateful to everyone who helps make this show possible. And if you would like to support me in delivering this daily dose of Star Wars joy, then I hope you will consider chiming in at patreon.com SW7X7. So the reason why this is a contemporary situation is also because there is a Willow sequel in active development for Disney+. And there was a bit of news earlier this week where Ron Howard gave an update about it on a Sirius XM show. He said, I was in a two-hour story meeting last night. The writer John Kasdan is leading the charge. They have a great group of writers. It's in very active development and the scripts are going great. They have to get through the season and budget and so forth. There's no green light there yet. But I'm very optimistic, really optimistic about it. I love his take on it. And John Kasdan, of course, is the son of Larry Kasdan. John co-wrote Solo, A Star Wars Story, and is now working on this. This is a big deal because it takes money to develop a project, and they have a whole team of writers hired for this. So there is an investment. Just because the series isn't greenlit yet, yeah, I know, that matters. It needs to be greenlit for it to go forward, but... Someone has invested a chunk of money to develop this, which means that there is active belief and somebody is putting, or many somebodies are putting their money where their mouths are to make a Willow sequel a reality. And if it does get a green light, then it turns out that Warwick Davis himself will be reprising his role as Willow. So that is pretty exciting news. Yeah, again, assuming budgets and all that stuff too. But anyway, so... I personally have never seen Willow, or at least if I have, I don't remember it at all. So I am looking forward to checking it out myself. It is 32 years old now, so I guess we'll have to see how well it holds up. But apparently, you know, there is a passionate fan base for the movie, and it is close to Dave Filoni's heart as part of the Lucasverse, as he calls it. So yeah, let's, uh, let's check it out and see what we think. And that is going to do it for today's episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. 
Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.